Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? Not so bad, Connor. How are you? I'm... <laughs> you sound like my psychiatrist. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good, and has the rash cleared up? Uh, oh, see, now now people are going to think, yeah, it has. <laughs> it has. I'm not sure what a psychiatrist does, I'll be honest. <laughs> are you mixing up psychiatry and doctoring? A doctoring. Doc- <laughs> a I, doctoring. <laughs> now who's the thick one? <laughs> no! <laughs> I've been found out that I don't know what a doctor does. <laughs> Doc- a bit of doctoring, yeah, it does doctoring on the side. I don't know the action word for do- to be a doctor. Practicing doctor? No, I think it's doctor. Oh, that's a very good point, actually. Hang on. Mm. Doctoring. Medical. Doctoring. GPing? No. If, if you were learning a foreign language and it said to doctor, but yeah. then what's the past and present tense? We don't know. He, uh, treat, treat, treated, treating? That's an action he's doing, though. But what's the, what's the action of a doctor? Oh. This is nothing to do with the show. No, it's not at all. But my God, that that that's a great that's a fucking great question. Because a bricklayer, that's a fuck, that's a noble thing. You, you, you lay bricks. That's so you're like, saying what's a not noble profession in a global pandemic is a doctor. What have they done recently? Is all I'm saying. What have they done for me recently? Do <laughs> <laughs> you look? Look, we'll get off of our doctor bashing for one episode. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take down my banners. <laughs> this is about movies, Connor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can probably already tell that we are in a bit of a strange mood, but Sean, it is <laughs> Sunday that we are recording this. So, this means that guaranteed Fantastic Four trailer is dropping tomorrow. And yeah. if it doesn't, I will be very pleasantly surprised because whenever we even dare to record slightly, even a day earlier, it always goes wrong and we look like fools. 
It's every single time. Sometimes it's when we decide to record an hour earlier. Yeah. Something so is dropped. While we're doing the show, it yeah. comes out. I've been uploading shows before and my phone has gone off. And it's like, Endgame trailer released. <laughs> so, Sean, we're going to have to start this week with news actually sent in by one of our patrons, uh, Roisin Halley. Now, she tweeted this at us, but I had already seen it and was like, oh shit, this is a big Movie Mondays story. That is the, no- the news that Knives Out has added a few cast members for Knives Out too, oh, Sean. Oh, it has. Oh, yes. it has indeed. So, first of all, Knives Out 2. Um, Knives Out 1 is one of my favourite movies from the last few years. It's one of those classic mystery capers that you you got to love. Uh, maybe not like every year, but if it comes out every few years, great. Um, yeah, it's like an event kind of film. Yeah, and so Knives Out 2 has been uh, bought by Netflix, who bought it for nearly like $450 million. Yeah, they got the rights to 2 and 3, wasn't that correct? 2 and 3, both written by um, Ryan Johnson. And so, Daniel Craig, we know, is coming back. But, yes. in addition to Daniel Craig, we have a whole new cast. Um, the, ver- the first one had a very strong cast. This one yeah. is coming back with the same level of strength. And so, number two has added Edward Norton, it's added Dave Batista, and it's added everyone's favourite One Division character, Catherine Hand. And My so gosh. all three are joining Knives Out 2, Sean. Where do you want to start with this? I mean, like, you could have said any one of those people and it would have been like, oh, that's a good get. But mm. the fact that three of them have all signed on just to, off the basis of the first one was class, <laughs> I think that's, any question about Ryan Johnson being a bad filmmaker is like thrown out the window with Knives Out. Because uh, mm. there was that whole campaign of hate towards him after Star Wars, the eighth Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Why did you say that like you'd never heard of Star Wars? I could, I can't remember. What, what was it? The Last Jedi was eight? Or was that the ninth movie? Oh, boys. Um, huh? Return it's of tough, the King? Right? Is it Return Re- of the King? Return of the Lion King 3, correct. <laughs> yes. um, no, I'm really excited for Knives Out 2 I hope they continue the trend of Daniel Craig coming in being Benoit Blanc and all of the characters around him being terrible people yeah and I think that works great that like the first one is just everybody is terrible and you think he's an idiot and then at the very end he's just like I'm the greatest detective of all time and that's a classic trope for this kind of stuff and it's great but In this one, like, I want Edward Norton to be the biggest dickhead ever in this film. Like, who the fuck are you, Benoit Blug? What the fuck do you have to do here? Um, And then you've got Dave Batista there. I mean, I think this is a massive get for Dave because he's always trying to strike out and do new things. And um, He's having a good time of it recently. He has this, he has um, Army of the Dead... And he has June as well coming up. Yes, so he's he's all over the place these days. Um, for a man that's come from wrestling, very simple. Like he just went hammer and tong into it that he started doing Guardians, and then from that he's been doing James Bond and June, as you said. And so he's constantly trying to improve. And we like that for Big Dave. Go for we, Big Dave. We, we support Dave Batista in all things on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and so to see him join in with this cast and to see that like get fanfare is a really cool thing. Because, like, a few years ago, everyone was like, 
who the fuck is Dave Batista? But now he gets added, and you're like, oh, Dave Batista's in Knives Out too. Yeah, he's like he's a guest now. Like he he draws an audience with him, which is mm. a big thing for an actor to be able to do. Um, Catherine Han as well. I think like because she's done a load of stuff in the past. Uh, I knew her from Parks and Rec. Um, she was on that, and she played the best character. Um, but like, I think One Division has just like propelled her into like, oh, all of the internet knows who she is now, and they will go see anything she's in. She's got that Marvel stamp now that she's been in a Marvel production, and she was actually one of the main characters. All three of these people have been main characters in a Marvel production. Okay, right. We're gonna have to go back. <laughs> Edward Norton. Yeah. Do you feel like his fame came from Hulk? <laughs> I think that's the main reason people know Edward Norton. Correct. Yes. Over to two thousand eight, nobody knew who the fuck this guy was. He was on the scene. <laughs> he did this weird indie film about fighting people. It was uh, <laughs> didn't care. For we don't like it. Go, big green man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'm I'm trying to think because in the first Knives Out, it was a family was the situation, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a family and it was like all intertwined. Now, that's kind of a, very much a part of these murder mysteries that you go to a family gathering and then one of the family dies and it's like, is it the uncle? Is it the aunt? What about cousin Jim who's carrying a knife? Probably Jim. It's murdery Jim. <laughs> murdery Jim. And Jim's like, I didn't do this one. I promise. <laughs> no, guys, I would. I, you know me. I'd own up to it. I'd hold me hands up, lads. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I just love killing. Um, but I like. It could be like. I suppose the beauty of that murder mystery scenario is you can just put those people, those characters. They can literally be anyone. They don't have to have any attachment to each other. The only like consistent thing in that universe is Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Yeah, and you just put you just pick that character up and you put him into a completely different part of the world. And just like there's a murder that has happened in this house or on this street and everybody's a suspect. Go bad. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of the cast announcements and the rest will be like fairly unknowns? Or do you think we're in for like another few uh, big name actors coming in. I mean, the first one had like Michael Shadow, you had Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Tony Collette. Like it just went on and on, and Christopher Plummer as well. So yeah, I think I think these are three um, big castings, but I think it's going to get more and more. So every week, I think it's going to be a case of they're going to add someone else big, somebody else big, because the first one um, did very well that it got in all these big people, but. Now that people know what the situation is, they understand that, oh, fuck, there's an audience here. They're a good, you're going to get even bigger stars. Now, that's not to say Jimmy Lee Curtis is massive, but, and Chris Evans, of course, that we're forgetting from the first one. Yes. But, but I think Chris Evans' addition in the first one really helped that movie because that was coming off Endgame. And so Chris Evans, biggest, one of the biggest stars in the world. At His face was everywhere. At that yeah. point. And so you just put him in a trailer and said, oh, this is Chris Ev- this is Captain America's new movie. And that kind of helped carry it that people are going to see Jamie Lee Curtis and, and say Tony Collette and be like, they're big stars. But you see Chris Evans in 2019 or 2020 after Endgame and you go, that's one of the biggest stars in the world. What movie is he in? Yeah, that man is synonymous with like cinema going success. 
Yeah, so I, I think this could be just the first few steps. And I think it's a pretty great first three castings of Catherine Hadd, Dave Batista, Edward Norton. And you know it's good because Edward Norton doesn't sign up for shit. No, he has never been in a bad movie in any respect. Um, well, no, actually, he had that one time. And on to the two- next story. I don't know what it is, so I'm going <laughs> to improv something. That one time around 2006 when they were filming in 07. <laughs> Oh, it, it, nothing's coming to mind, Connor. Just move the on. We'll get guy. it in the edit. No, that doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell at all. If anyone doesn't know the backstory, we once did. We were once on the radio, and I, as a fun gag, decided, Sean, right, this week, what we're going to do is a fun Marvel bit where you pick your top five favorite Marvel movies or top five best Marvel movies so yeah. far. And so this was a few years ago, before Endgame and Infinity War, but. We came on the show, and it's live, so I can't tell Sean that he's wrong. We didn't pre-check each other's lists, and he came in at number five with a bullet. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk is a good, underrated Marvel film, and I will stand Top by that. Five. Top, Top five! Top five! Top five, it's like Jaws, but superheroes. It's very suspenseful. <laughs> I think Civil War had come out at that stage. <laughs> yeah, so had Black Panther. <laughs> Um, okay, right, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is something um, regarding Marvel and the MCU, Sean, and oh. this is one of your favourite characters, Ghost Rider is yeah. rumoured to make his MCU debut in Doctor Strange 2. Sean, what are your thoughts on this? Interesting. Lots of okay. rumours this week is what I'll say. That's fair, that's fair. I also think we need to find... Some kind of pun around MCU and debut. Um, oh, yeah. I think that would be very good. Um, I love this idea. Um, Can't really say the DCU, can you? <laughs> oh, no, no, they already I, have I that. It's been, it's been taken. <laughs> it's very similar to what something in the comics, which is the Midnight Suns, which is okay. it's a superhero team consisting... No, there's a whole bunch of people in it, but you have the likes of Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight... Um, and who, I think Blade is in it as well at one point. Um, right. And basically they fight all of the, the mystical, the magical side of the Marvel Universe. So demons and vampires and werewolves and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it would be cool to even get a hint at that down the line. Because then you have and- Ghost Rider who would exist in the universe and could show up maybe in the Moon Knight TV show that's coming out. Yeah. And they are heavily implying that I think they're going to have Ghost Rider, who they now own, so they can use him however they want, Mm. but they're going to use him in in a Hulk kind of scenario. I feel like there's a lot of Hulk talk, but by that I mean he probably won't get his own movie, and I think he might pop up in other people's films like, oh, that's the Ghost Rider. And so at the minute it's very vague on to what exactly he's going to be um, in this film, but... What we do know about Multiverse of Madness is that they are going to many different multiverses. And yes. so it could be a scenario that either one the Maximoff or you have Doctor Strange, one of them comes across Ghost Rider in some form. And this is the introduction of that character in the MCU. And from there, then you can start spreading him out into other properties the further you go along. Yeah, and even like... Because... Yeah. It, it might be a bit, quote-unquote, simple to just be like, oh, there's multiverses. Here's all these characters 
mm. Marvel just acquired. So even if you had it that like Doctor Strange and whatever little crew he has running goes to these different universes, sees that these people exist in those universes, and then they say, look, there's probably an equivalent in our universe. And then they go looking for them. Yes, okay, I can see that. Because what we do know about Multiverse of Madness is that it's going for like a horror team. Like it's mm. it's a very you fantastic... Sam Raimi doing it. And, and Sam Raimi is doing it. And it does have a very... The more you hear about its horror movie-esque approach to the franchise just in this one film. And I think Ghost Rider's a great character. If you're going to bring in a horror element, you use him and you can go balls to the walls just fucking mad in terms of horror. Like, he has a skull that's on fire and he's, yeah, he's, you just, just go mad into it. He's the most edgy character that they could introduce, I think. Um, mm. We did a Hero or Zero on him um, previously and he's one of those characters that had a very simple backstory at the start and then it was convoluted you know it was a convolution upon convolution as different writers took over him changing the origin so it'd be nice to see like the movie just be like and here's what we're running with we've picked the best parts of every ghost rider and we've just mashed them all into one person there was apparently a jolly blaze appearance in agents of shield um played by roberto reyes Yes. yes. And just and for like a pretty short good period. CGI for a TV show. Yeah, and, and I think that show, that show has now been cancelled. But maybe that was like their first effort to be like, okay, we're just going to throw him in here, see what happens. Oh, there's good reaction. People like this character. Now, maybe they don't like the cage man playing him. We don't know. But would you bring cage back is my question. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I had asked that and you said, yeah, no, I think he's the perfect cast. Oh, I think he's the only one I would choose for <laughs> Is such Is there a anyone role. else? I Is don't there? think so. Name one other person that can ride motorbikes. <laughs> no one. Tom Cruise. Ha- <laughs> Tom Cruise wouldn't do this. Although his head, it could be a skull underneath that fake skin. We don't know. He, he could be a flaming skull, all right. Yeah. Um, I like that they're going in more. That like I think we're going to get a lot more of that after Doctor Strange too. The magic and the fucking weird side of Marvel. Mephisto confirmed? Question mark. Yeah, you have Mephisto because if you have Johnny Blaze, you have Mephisto. You have Mephisto. Like, by unless they change that origin quite substantially. Could you explain why we think Mephisto might be in this and who Mephisto but- is? Um, so Mephisto is basically the devil in Marvel Comics. He's not the actual devil. He just calls himself that to freak out yeah. humans. Um, but basically, Johnny Blaze was trying to save his like foster father from cancer. We've all uh, seen Ghost Rider 1. <laughs> we've all seen Ghost Rider 1. So he makes a deal uh, with Mephisto. And Mephisto's like, grand, he won't die of cancer. And then his foster father attempts to jump 13 cars at once. Because he's like, I'm free of cancer! Quick, get the stunt ready! YOLO! And then he instantly dies. Um, But Johnny Blaze actually comes from like this long line of people who are cursed to be ghost riders, who basically are um, spirits of vengeance. They make, they basically are like judge, jury, executioner in terms of people's souls. Right, okay. Um, so he's basically tied to Mephisto forever, whether he wants to be or not. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like he tricks him into doing it. Like, oh yeah, I'll heal your dad and you can just sell me your soul. So you sell him your soul and he's like, oh, now your dad's dead something else. I didn't do that, sorry. That's it. But yeah, but he technically, Mephisto technically doesn't have his soul because his sister, who he's not related to, and I can't stress that enough, he's I not actually the, related to. In the Hero Zero, are they not romantically linked? <laughs> They're very romantically linked and her love protects him. Um... <laughs> And it's They're technically fine. Technically, it's fine. <laughs> like, you wouldn't probably do it in real life, but <laughs> technically... <laughs> you, always want, you always want at the wedding to be like, the, the guy's like, it's technically fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can all enjoy yourselves, because guess what, lads? It's technically fine. <laughs> <laughs> Morally, not great. Technically, fucking bang on. Absolutely fine. Now watch me light my head on fire. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, there could be an appearance of Ghost Rider in Doctor Strange. I think this will be the first of many rumours we have about that film, because mm. not a lot of people know who is going to be in it, and I think the more, the, the longer it goes, I think the more batshit these theories are going to be, that the Fantastic Four are going to come in, that all these people will be seen at least once in this multiverse film. Yeah, and I think because it's multiverse, I think there's room for people to just get so, so like hyped and excited and like because literally anything is possible um so i really hope it's not like the one division scenario where expectations were raised Mm. and then immediately dashed yeah but i feel yeah we kind of put ourselves into that position we're like wow they could do this this and this oh wow yeah but when you bring in a certain actor Oh, and yeah. they turn out to be no one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a dickhead move. <laughs> I think that's just a bad move on their part. So, Sean, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves another piece of rumour. Now, I'm going to do a rumour back-to-back, because we're here for rumours and hearsay, Sean. Hearsay for hire, that's what we call ourselves That's what now. we call ourselves. So, normally I wouldn't do two rumours in the same week, because you normally get one rumour, then news. Yeah. But... This second rumour is so batshit insane, I felt like you needed to hear that this is going around the internet right now. Okay, okay, hit me with it. The rumour is that Daisy Ridley could be returning as Rey Skywalker in the new Star Wars movie. No, she's not. <laughs> That's what I said. You couldn't pay that woman enough money to go through that again. All three of them will never go near the fucking franchise They again. are so... Fu- they, like, unless they handed her, like, a literal castle made of gold. No, George Lucas just turned up and gave her all of his stuff. He's like, here, <laughs> have it all. Just give us one more movie. Like... yeah. Is that character even though not like uh, like uh, to be fair though we were uh, like I was going to say is that character done no one's ever done in Star Wars the, like no. we thought Luke Skywalker was done hmm. and then they made him miserable um, so but imagine Ray miserable few years down the line give her a lightsaber over her shoulder fuck that hate it. Like, what if they did the exact same thing again? <laughs> exact same story. Build up Force Awakens again. Like, real new, cool cast. You're like, fuck, this is a really good idea. And then just introduce the old trio. And they all just hate the franchise. They're just fucking... And Harrison no, Ford is still them, there. They film them off. Like, they don't tell them that they're saying action. 
It just asked them their genuine thoughts on the franchise. I'm fucking <laughs> sick of all of this. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's oh, worth this. Keep going, Finn. You've got it. <laughs> like I, I, I think from interviews that she has given, I was under the impression she was completely done. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Like once you jump into this, and I think the three of them were kind of very much shocked after the first one that like of how consuming it is. Because mm. if you come into this and you've never done a franchise that big. It's going to hit you in the face, like, oh shit, everybody now knows who I am. Which has good points and bad points, but probably more bad points than good points. Yeah, and like, from what's been going around, they all didn't have the greatest experience on set, either. Like, in terms of being in that machine. Um, It sounded like it was a lot to go through. I can't imagine, if I went through it, I wouldn't jump back into it again. For Star Wars 10, which... But would it be Star Wars 10? Because there's many areas that they could bring her back in. Because Mm. now they have Disney+. Plus. They've got Paddy Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron. They've got Taika Waititi's mystery Star Wars movie that nobody knows about. They even have Ryan Johnson's trilogy that is still on the table. Still happening. Still happening. Happening? (laughs) Question mark? I don't... Like... Oh, look... They, look, they can do any number of things with any number of characters. I think the general response to Star Wars 9, which was the rise of Skywalker, I think, might have soured, you know, that particular uh, that particular lineup of Star Wars characters. I think they mightn't have left on the best note to now reintroduce them as the next Star Wars film. Yeah, I can see that. I like this is one of those things where I read it and I was like, "Fuck off, <laughs> no, yeah. go away from waste it." Waste of my time. <laughs> waste of my time. But then I was reading and they were like, "Oh, they've got so many properties. They couldn't necessarily bring her back. She might come back for a one-off showing in something." And when you think about it, it would save everyone so much time if they get it out on the table early. She's related to Skywalker, or she has a name recognition to Skywalker. She's related to someone we've already seen, and yeah. she's called Skywalker. That saves several plot points later on down the line that you will eventually get to anyway. That is true, and look, we, we love just you know giving information freely and easily in these Star Wars movies. There's never any mysteries left hanging at all. <laughs> I I want her to come back and then they say, "Oh, we got it wrong. You're actually a solo." Oh, <laughs> oh shit. shit! Do you know that fella Kenobi? <laughs> you're not going to believe this, <laughs> honestly. And Palpatine is back. I'm just going to drop that in here, but you're oh, not yeah. going to believe who you're related to. It's actually mad. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I said he's back. I'll get to it. But yeah, no, yeah, no. and that's just a yeah. I'll get to that now in a second. But I have a big paragraph written here about you being related to Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, get so, it you. Start off, camera, pan down, Tatooine, sand planet. (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody there who's kind of lordly, needs a big hero story. Boba Fett, correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they tell her she's a Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Who? (laughs) She's like, who are you talking? You know Boba Fett. Yeah, no. Everyone knows Boba. Like... Honestly, it would have made more sense if she'd called... This is beyond this conversation. If she'd called herself Ray Solo. 
because as we all know solo is the name assigned to anyone who has no people apparently in the star wars universe apparently solo apparently uh, oh you're by here by yourself i'm gonna call you solo haha <laughs> you fucking holy prick but like because you know she ends up with the millennium falcon and chewie beside her and good friends with lando wouldn't it make mm. sense for her to be a solo yeah but then the movie name doesn't make sense sean solo a ray story yeah fair <laughs> enough <laughs> that's a new thing it's just it's a ray story <laughs> Imagine how mad people would get. I think lean into it. Go all in. Just keep making yeah. it related to everyone. Just it's like Marvel's What If, but it's like I don't know. What if she was a hut? I don't know. Every single movie she appears in, her name becomes longer, so that she's like Ray Skywalker, Solo, Palpatine, Fett, Hut, Kenobi, Yoda, Yoda, exactly. <laughs> Don't That's you know a, who I am? Do you have twenty minutes? I'll fucking tell you. I'll, Hang look, on. It just unfurls a scroll <laughs> and it just keeps rolling away. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there is a rumor currently that she could be coming back. We don't know at what end. Do you, would you like to see that character back just as a character? Uh, look, I'll, fine. Yeah, grand. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I think that's worse. That is it, worse it, than no. It is worse. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I'm very beige about the whole situation at the minute. That's kind of a yeah. And you love Star Wars, and you're I'm, beige. Uh, yeah, I like Star Wars, but I'm I'm, I'm a beige boy. Yeah. Okay. What about, what about you? Because you hate everything. I, I, you know, I notoriously hate everything, but I want her to come back just because I want to keep adding names. I think as just a comedy <laughs> bit, I think that'd be great. Um, to stir the pot. <laughs> I, I think bring her back. I mean, if she's willing to do it, if they get her back, she's got name recognition and throw her into Rogue Squadron or throw her into a movie that isn't Star Wars 10, throw her into something that's like a lower movie and then you can be like, oh, fuck, Ray's in this. You get a few more audi- a few more people to come. That makes sense, yeah. Look, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's we'll all see. rumors. We're all... And um, so... I'm actually, our next story is shutting down rumours from last week. I felt like we did two rumours, now we need to shut down rumours from the woman herself. And that is Miss Emily Blunt. Um, Ah. So, last week we mentioned the fact that she had been, um, she'd been in negotiation to play Sue Storm alongside her husband John Krasinski, who'd be playing Mr. Fantastic. And then somebody asked her about that this week. And she said she hasn't received any phone calls, but they just said, basically, wouldn't that be great? But then she has fairly, I would say, substantially shut down the rumours altogether (laughs) um, by saying, I don't know if superhero movies are for me. (laughs) Ooh, but she doesn't know. She's not sure. (laughs) There's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) Um, uh, like to be fair I think we even might have touched on this last week it's like she's doing a lot of movies um, mm. and she's doing a lot of like different styles of movies so maybe she doesn't want to be tied in for you know 10 years of a contract mm. uh, that might mess with things now this also doesn't mean John Krasinski isn't interested I think him as Reed Richards actually 
I think they're kind of they're kind of set on bringing him in. Maybe not set, but like he's shown interest. He's shown a lot more interest. He said he'd be very open to it. He's very flattered by the fans wanting him to play that character. So if Marvel came to him and said we are casting you, I'm sure he would be perfectly fine. Um, but in terms of Sue Storm, I'll read you out what Emily Blunt has said about the rumors okay. of her playing <laughs> Sue Storm. Right. Um, now the first line, the first sentence is very interesting. <laughs> you will read a lot into the first sentence. She says, "It's not that it's beneath me." <laughs> oh, you could have could have phrased it's it's a bit blunt, Emily. <laughs> it, um, I love Iron Man, and when I got offered Black Widow, I was obsessed with Iron Man. I wanted to work with Robert jo- Downey Jr. It would have been amazing, but I don't know if superheroes for superhero movies are for me. They're not up my alley. I don't like them. I really don't. It's just been exhausting. They're, we are inundated. It's not only all the movies. It's, it's the endless TV shows as well. Oh, <laughs> oh lads. It's not to say that I never really want to play one. It would just have to be something so cool and like a really cool character and then I'd be interested. Wow. <laughs> Shutting rumours fucking down. Fairly cut and dry on that one. <laughs> Um, Would you still say so? You're saying there's a chance? Oh, she's definitely Sue Storm. Yeah, I think she's pretty much cast. Yeah, yeah, I've read between the lines. Uh, like, look, fair play to her for fucking speaking her mind. Um, I'm as look as two men on a comic book and movie based podcast. We have more to content the better. <laughs> yeah, we have to back ourselves and say she's wrong. But at the <laughs> same time, she could have a pint shot. I'm not saying she does. No, to be fair, it is wild that it's like the dominant form of entertainment and movies that comes out. That's a like it's it's totally fair to say it's not my thing. Like, I I'm not saying no forever. If something's good, I'll do it. But I'm not like super interested in it at the mm. moment. That's a completely fair thing for an actor, for like a professional at their job to say. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a case of like. Scorsese, he said that thing like last year. Oh, or like circuses or something like that. Yeah, like, and I think there's there's kind of you're going to get two sides of Hollywood nowadays, where there's half of Hollywood is in Marvel and yeah. the other half isn't in Marvel, and so it's kind of like, and then, but then you can be seen to be like, oh well, I don't want to do it because they just haven't cast me. But like, if you're Emily Blunt or Scorsese, you don't need them. You're like, yeah. I'm already a big enough star and I can just say what I think and I just don't really want to be involved in a 10-year contract for a company that does every film. I'd prefer to do like interesting roles that I have more control over, which is completely understandable. Absolutely. And like, look, you're saying like half of Hollywood is in with Marvel, half of them isn't. Like, the paychecks are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger until all of Hollywood works for Marvel. Uh, yeah. That's like a definite thing. But then you see someone like um, Bill Burr, who famously came out and said he fucking hated Star Wars and he thought it was a ridiculous thing and he didn't get it. And then he's like, he's he's a key character in The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you don't want to put yourself in that box that you're like, it's fucking shit. And yeah. I hate it. I mentioned, by the way, that this week Mickey Rourke came out, star of Iron <laughs> Man 2, and said, Marvel are, Marvel suck. Every Marvel movie is shit. Even the one I was in. Yep, I'll sink this shit. <laughs> to be fair, that, that is the especially... That's a really bad one that he was it's in. It's not great, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, like, 
Uh, and there is that thing of like it's the Marvel formula and all the movies are basically the same for a while. They're starting to break that mould but a lot of like phase one and phase two is fairly cookie cutter in parts. Yeah and and I, I obviously it's better for us if they just keep doing this content but also oh, remember I that can, year when no movies came out Connor tough it was a tough year Sean tough it was year tough. for the show <laughs> but what I would say is like she has a point like the, every film if she doesn't want to do that and she's like we're exhausted <laughs> I don't like them I would much rather just do a different character that is not involved in one of these films so I think oh, yeah. we can fairly substantially say that maybe she's not going to be playing Sue Storm in the next Fantastic Four film I think so, and I think that's fair, uh, but Krasinski might. <laughs> Krasinski could be in. So then that asks the question of, who are you casting? Because I think John Cena could be in for uh, The Thing. I yeah. don't know if... There's no actual news, that is literally my opinion. That's but just I what think, you think. I, just, I think Cena could be in for The Thing, and I think that'd be good casting, unless you're going to cast Dave Batista, But he's already in the MCU. That's true, yeah, and I think I think he said recently as well, like, Guardians 3 is his last thing as Drax. Once he's done with Drax, he's done with the MCU, basically. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, like, 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 like leave with that character kind of a deal. Um, I don't know who else you would have on that team, because if it's, say, Krasinski and Cena, mm-hmm. um, who do you get as Sue Storm? In that case, I think Jennifer Lawrence was in the running, like in the rumors last week. Yes, Jer- Jennifer Lawrence would be good casting. Florence yeah. Pugh. I see. I would have said Florence Pugh until but she's already in it. She's already half in it. of Hollywood is already in it. We're already out of our- I'm gonna here invisible woman dream casting. <laughs> okay, okay, and we'll see who comes up. Jessica Ten- Alba. <laughs> That'd be a bold move. That would be a bold move. Um, who's this lady? Brit Marling. I don't know who that is. Diana Agron. Uh, from Glee. From Glee. Or best uh, known from that movie, I Am Number Four. That's a big show to the lads. Very good. Uh, Lily James. She oh. is Deborah in Baby Driver. Yes. Uh, who else? I'm, I'm picking and choosing here. Uh, Mackenzie Davis. She was in the most recent Terminator. Yeah, I mean, they're all wonderful women that could definitely play Sue Storm, I'm assuming. Yes, and Rachel Brosnan, who's in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Pierce's daughter? Is she Pierce's daughter? No, it's spelt different. But I also thought it, Connor. I also thought it for a while. <laughs> um, I think, look, anyone you bring in is cool. I think they're, if out of everyone, I think they'll go for Jennifer Lawrence. If Saoirse they do. Ronan. Oh, Saoirse, I think we have the back Saoirse. But I can't bear to watch another press tour where everyone's just like, Saoirse? Saoirse? How do you say your name? It's not hard. It's not fucking hard. This is not journalism. (laughs) So how long did you work out for the role? No, I do think, um, like, in terms of generating a buzz, like, casting Jennifer Lawrence would be a good move because it'll all be the... Oh, she's, but she was Mystique. What? Mm. What does that mean? And everyone's talking about your movie then. Like, I think Lawrence Krasinski, Cena. I still have a Johnny Storm. I don't really know who you play. 
Johnny Storm. Also, Marvel have Johnny Storm and Johnny Blaze. I feel like, Stan, you just maybe pick a different name than Johnny. Yeah, just the brand Jimmy. Jimmy Blaze. J- Jimmy Blaze. <laughs> the, uh, okay, this is the last thing I'll say on Sue Stormcasting. What if you got Jenna Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> She's back. She's the dream back. Team. It's Jim and Pam once again. <laughs> Steve Carell is Johnny Storm. Oh my God, yes. And Rain Wilson is the thing. Yes. What a cast. I would watch that. That would be good. That would be, that would be class, actually, Connor. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think Hollywood need to bring us in. We can give you some tips. Just, <laughs> like, absolutely, this conversation has already been had in a writer's room. Yeah, oh, yeah. Someone, yeah. someone has said, what about Steve Carell as Johnny Storm? <laughs> That's been well, definitely said. Well, it's we know what we're not doing, Simon. <laughs> it's either Steve Carell or Michael B. Jordan. That's the two choices we have for this film. Fan four stick, <laughs> or, or or a Timothy Chalamet type. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call back the last week, where there's a studio currently looking for Timothy Chalamet or Michael B. Jordan. Just yeah. what just role around- can both of those fill? <laughs> They're just so far apart. <laughs> In, like, build, in, like... <laughs> Age, height, everything. In, like, typical genre that they do. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, are we looking for a really intimidating man? Or are we looking for Michael B. Jordan? It's one of the two. <laughs> Just like, can Timothy Chalamet be in Creed? Hmm. <laughs> Creed 3. <laughs> He's replacing him. Creed Timothy. (laughs) Um, So, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves Enola Holmes. Now, Enola Holmes was a movie that came out on Netflix last year. And this is big news because we now know there's been lots of rumours about what Henry Cavill is going to be doing. Is he Superman? Is he not Superman? Is he in or out? Is he pumping his arms for the next Mission Impossible? Nobody knows. What we can confirm is that he's not going to... On, not only will he be doing The Witcher, but now he's going to be in the sequel to Enola Holmes with Millie Bobby Brown back again. They have ca- greenlit another one, Sean. Presumably called Enola Holmes 2, correct? It's called Enola Ho- Holmes 2, yes. I, I think excellent. so. Excellent. So this was the the uh, Sherlock Holmes kind of spin-off movie series. Did fairly well on Netflix, I think. Um, mm. It made the Sherlock Holmes estate real angry because Sherlock Holmes had emotion, which apparently ah. he's not able to have. But that's because he was played by Henry Cavill, who's just, he's too likeable. He he is, like, yeah, even when he's playing unlikable Witcher, he's likable. <laughs> ah, you scallywag. Ah, you little <laughs> rogue, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Henry Cavill is doing well. Like I just want him to be happy in his movie roles, and if being and Sherlock Bobby Holmes, Brown, I'm glad yeah. she's doing well too. She's got like her whole little franchise now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, like outside of the Stranger Things thing, like she's she's like successful. She's branching out. She has other projects on the go. And th- there's also six of the Enola Holmes mysteries books, which means right. they have several different ideas or avenues to go down for sequels so there could be like a third one even in this or a fourth one if they want to keep going down that way 
or conceivably a fifth or sixth one, Connor. I don't know if you'll get all six. I think mean, like all six might be a bit of a stretch. I'll be nice though, like because then you, like if they release them on DVD, you could have a bookcase as like the DVD spine. <sighs> Very good, yes. Yeah. Tell to think about package design when you're making yeah, movies. Yeah, that's, that's really the main thing when script writing comes into it. <laughs> uh, no, delighted. Good, a bit of good news, and that's not a rumour, that's confirmed. That's confirmed that Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill are back, yeah. Do, do you think that they'll have... Because Henry Cavill is such a big star, and I think they work really well, the two of them, in that film, and even on the press tour, all very charming people. On the, yes. on the press tour, um, I, that them two and uh, Sam Claflin, he was the other one, and so right. the, the, he was uh, Hunger Games <laughs> stars, Sam Claflin. Um, but he was the three of them were all very good in the roles, I think. But it's interesting. I read this and I think, do you t- Henry Cavill? Are they like getting him in to do his own film? As in, like a, as a Sherlock Holmes movie. I don't know if they're fully allowed, are they? Because I think do Warner oh, yes. Brothers have the rights to a Sherlock Holmes movie at the moment? And they're hell bent at RDJ coming back. Yeah, and I think he is. I think that's. Mm. A, I think that's the thing that's happening. Um, so I don't know if they can do a full on Sherlock Holmes thing until maybe the rights revert or the rights are up for sale again. Uh, and then you have a Sherlock Holmes right there, like established. And then you have a Sherlock Holmes cinematic universe. If you then you do a Joker style movie, but it's Moriarty. Uh, yes, natural progression. Um, yeah. you do Hound of the Baskervilles, but from the Hound's perspective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you do. There's a bigger bad that comes along, and yeah. Moriarty's like, "Fuck! I better go good and team up with Enola and Sherlock, and we're yeah. gonna solve this." That's it, and yeah, and then he says, "Detectives assemble at the end of it." Oh shit! And yeah. when the hounds flies into his arm. <laughs> oh, very good, and yeah, and then they just have to solve clues while getting the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> Is that a fingerprint? <laughs> just as he's getting punched in the head. It's something. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw they're doing another one. I think this is pretty good news. It's just a small piece of um, that Netflix are consistently now putting out more stuff um, with legendary entertainment as well. So um, I think Netflix, they're very much using this to like, you bring out a film on there and let's just keep, if it makes money, let's keep doing it. So this is going to be more and more common in the next few years, that Netflix are going to have their own films. Like, like um, Knives Out 2. Like, they're after buying the yeah. rights to that as well. It's They're kind of seeing that movies are the way to go. Yeah, and like the, and the series as well, the limited series and things that they do, those are working for them. Um, it's nice seeing them branch out into literally bigger picture stuff as well, mm. like more budget, more crew, more bigger stories, I suppose. And Henry Cavill has told uh, Zack Snyder to go fuck himself, and he's just getting that Netflix money from The Witcher and this. <laughs> I don't need Superman. I'm I'm happy being The Witcher, guys. Yeah. Um, so we are going to move on to our next piece of news, and this involves Margot Robbie. Now, this isn't really um, more so just confirmed news, but there was a chat with Margot Robbie during the week, and it came up that uh, Poison Ivy has not appeared in the DCEU. And, of course, Margot Robbie has a bit of a sway when it comes to the DC studios. And so, 
they asked her about it and she said trust me I have been chewing their ears off about doing a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy movie since the moment I joined so to me this indicates that this probably won't be the last time we hear of a Harley Poison Ivy film that could be happening yeah I think that like it's it'd be weirder not to do it after it like all the stuff's gone on in the comics and the TV shows. Have you watched the Harley Quinn series yet? I have not watched it yet, Shaw, but I've heard it's very good. Very good. Very good Harley Quinn in that. Very good Poison Ivy as well. Okay. Um, and I think like it just adds more credence to why you should do an Ivy and Harley movie. Like, And I feel like you could have had Birds of Prey been received better. That could have been like the Birds of Prey sequel could have introduced Poison Ivy. Now they haven't not stated that there is a Birds of, uh, of Prey sequel, so like it's not confirmed yes or no. They haven't not stated. I'm trying to work yeah, that so, one out in my head. No, okay, no, never mind. So they haven't turned down the idea. Yet. Right, okay, yeah. So it's not a case of this said we're definitely not doing it, but they also haven't said, yeah, it's greedless. It's in production right now. It's, a, it's in cinemas now, guys. <laughs> Next week, guys. I think um, what could have happened is they're constantly trying to do a Harley Quinn movie because they know Margot Robbie's one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And so they have her playing Harley Quinn. Perfect casting. And ever since the start, they've been trying to make her like the main protagonist of all these films. And yeah. there was a really interesting thing. She had a chat with James Gunn uh, when he first came out to Suicide Squad. And she mentioned in an interview that she basically told him she didn't want to be the centre of the story. And in fact, she'd rather use Harley as like the inciting incident for a whole host of other issues to crop up. So like Harley is the wild card that she just does something and it sets off a whole series of events that the main people have to solve. Yeah, you're like, now you have to fix this because she caused it. Whereas... Before, it very much felt like the DCEU was like, she's our cash cow. We're going to f- write the story around her and Will Smith. And it's just going to be the two of them. Yeah, and they're they're the main characters. But she just wants to... No, Harley just exists in this world. And this is what she does. Yeah, um, and, and I think... It's not about her. No, and I think once they have that down, that's great. But... I also think that Birds of Prey not doing as well as they hope. We review Birds of Prey. We think it's a good movie. Like, I, it's yeah. lots of fun. I, I I like more of it than I dislike of it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's much better than Shazam. Oh, oh, it's way better than Shazam. Like a it's certainly better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, like it's 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 right up there. Which is like you have you McGregor in that role. Like I think everyone in that is really good, and. It's just a case of, it's a shame that it didn't do well, because I think it would have been perfect, as you said. Poison Ivy comes into that sequel, and then you have the Birds of Prey, and Harley, and Poison Ivy, all the, and maybe Batwoman, or Batgirl is in it as well. Like, yeah. you include one of them, and introduce the Batworld into it. Because you have it all there, you have Huntress there as well already, who's kind of a Gotham hero. So, just lean more into it, and go, you can just spread it out, and just get more and more of these characters in. So it's a shame that it didn't do as well as they wanted because it might set back the Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn team up that we all want. Yeah. And like, I I would, if they were to do it, I would want it in the kind of world that James Gunn's Suicide Squad seems to live in and Birds of Prey. Like, they both have a very similar feeling tone. 
like I don't want the Joker version of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. That's going to be miserable. No. I want make it fun and comic booky and a little bit silly, but also like it's good and it it has good action and it they they feel like real characters. And do you think that a Poison Ivy Harley Quinn film just on their own would work? Like, if they just named it Harley and Poison Ivy, or would they have to introduce somebody else and have them as the villains? I... Uh, you need to watch the show, man, because, like, the, like some of the best stuff is just Harley and Ivy existing together. Uh, just like, hanging cause, out? Yeah, because the, the, the way Ivy... This isn't a spoiler. The way Ivy is played, she's very focused and, like, ha- has a plan and does her own thing, but Harley is like this as you said earlier, just pure chaos. Um, yeah, and I think and that's seeing, that's very comic book accurate. Yeah, and just seeing them bounce off each other like that, it's entertaining because it's an odd couple scenario. Um, yeah, and, so I, and think, I, think I think that's why people love them in the comic books. Like, that's how they... And even, say, in Batman the Animated Series, like, that's how they come across. Harley is very much like... Anything can happen at any given time, and she just might be walking down the street. They're like, "I'm gonna blow up that building," and then she look to her left. She goes, "No, I might change my mind. I'm gonna blow up that building." I just yeah. randomly change my mind. I'm gonna just rob that bank that I just walked past. Whereas Poison Ivy has a plan, and she's very methodical, and she's always constantly like, "Harley, shut up, no." But then if somebody slags Harley or or like demeans her anyway she will just turn around and go what the fuck did you just say to her I will kill you yeah and like if you do this don't do the poison ivy origin she just exists she's just in the world and she meets Harley Quinn that's it that's all it needs to be they meet in Arkham they meet in Arkham exactly Um, they help each other break out um, and and then that's how they become friends yeah, I, I think that... Do you think Margot Robbie will get this across the line? Or do you think we'll ever see Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn together? Oh, man. I If there's anyone that can do it, it is Margot Robbie, I think. Because she can push for change in that universe. She seems to be the only one who is like consistently <laughs> trying to get it to work. <laughs> trying to be, make it better. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think... If there's anyone that can do it, she can't. I just hope the fucking studio listens to her. Do you know the only people trying to make that universe work are, like, her and Dave Batista, who isn't even in the universe, going, I play, make me Bane. Make me Bane. <laughs> I'll be Bane, guys. <laughs> um, so we're going to finish, Sean, this week uh, with a bit of news that came out. That So over the last few years, the main thing that has been happening is that studios want a Marvel 21 film run where they have, at the end of it, a big fucking team-up where everybody's in it and you get all the audience in because everybody's just excited to see them. Yes. And so, of course, there's a little studio that owns all of Venom and all of the Spider-Men. And um, that studio is known as Sony. And they are currently doing Venom Let There Be Carnage. But the news this week is we have finally kind of confirmed what we all kind of knew. Was that Sony are very much planning a Venom Maximum Carnage to be their, basically their endgame. That they right. want to, to be the same as Marvel's endgame and get people in, Sean. But they want it in the next five years and there's mm. two films between now and then. 
Yeah, they don't really want to put the time in or, like, the money. <laughs> but they'd like the return. <laughs> they'd like all of the profits, please. <laughs> so, this is interesting, Sean. What is Maximum Carnage as a story? What can you tell us? So, it's... It basically, it's... It's a, it's an event featuring, as you can tell by the title, Carnage, Cletus Cassidy. Um, basically, he escapes from Ravencroft Asylum... Um and just basically just goes on a rampage, starts killing everyone. Um, it's he he breaks a few people out with him. Um, so you have the likes of Shriek, who is kind of another symbiote that he gives powers to. Um, and I think we heard in news might have been a few months ago they were working on like a Shriek project. Okay. So, I'm wondering, would that spiral out from this movie? Or would this have been incorporated into that? But basically, there's a team assembled to fight Carnage and his goons. Um, team and uh, the, the Carnage goons are Shriek, yeah. Carrion, Doppelganger, yeah. and the Demogoblin. Yeah, which none of which have appeared so far, by the way. Demogoblin, <laughs> pretty much Green Goblin, by the way. Just like different version. Yeah. Uh, and they're, the thing is, like, they're all Spider-Man villains, you know, because mm. that's and how Carnage Sony, knows them. What do Sony love? They love Spider-Man, but they don't have Venom and Spider-Man in the same universe. No, no, they don't. Now, Venom is more like a he, kind of a hero at this point. Um, so he teams up with Spider-Man, uh, Cap, Black Cat, Cloak and Dagger, Iron Fist, uh, Morbius, oh. and Firestar. So, yeah. so far, the team that they can put together is Venom and Morbius. Yeah, the two movies that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's going to be an odd one. They could conceivably just introduce a black cat, maybe. Um, I could see that working. But, but And Spider-Man is like, I am not going to like kill anyone. Like That's not something I'm going to do. And Venom's like, I'm going to kill anyone to stop Carnage. Um and basically it's it's I, I I had to look up a bit of it and the way that they solve the problem is that they get a device um, from Iron Fist's company and it projects feelings of love and hope into the villains overwhelming them uh, <laughs> being with love I love when storylines do that and then it, it, the whole thing culminates basically with Venom kicking the shit out of Carnage, which I guarantee you is the only reason that they're calling this Maximum Carnage. Mm. I think this is going to be Venom and Morbius, maybe Black Cat somehow, team up, Batman v Superman style. And now, take there is rumours though that Shriek will be in Let There Be Carnage. So okay. that's the Venom letter be Carnage. So then they will have Carnage and Shriek in the mix already. Yeah, that okay, that's pretty good. Shriek um Shriek has the ability to manipulate sound based on her name. She escapes the asylum with Carnage, with Cletus Cassidy. Um so you can have her just introduced in that movie. That would be grand. That would make sense. Um, okay. And Carrion? Carrion what do I is know a, about Carrion? related to Spider-Man's infamous clothes, Zag. Yes, that that's it. He he, um, yeah, he blames Spider-Man for Gwen Stacy's death, 
and he goes to the Magia, who are basically the Mafia, and is like, let me kill Spider-Man. <laughs> so what you're doing is you're introducing a character that is famous from Spider-Man's Claude Saga series in the comic books, but you don't have Spider-Man. Yes, so, yeah, and like, the, he's a clone, Carrion is a clone of the Jackal, who created all the clones of Spider-Man, <laughs> because he blames Spider-Man for Gwen Stacy's death. Let's not, yeah, we're not going to get into the clone saga, because it will take forever to cover that thing. Yeah, it's 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 a bit ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, you have this character intimately tied to a cloning of Peter Parker, one of the most like iconic moments of Peter Parker's life that has basically been written into that character's blood mm. in a world where Peter Parker has not shown up yet. Also, they don't have Cloak and Dagger or Iron Fist as they're both part of Marvel television. Yeah, that's... Our cap, obviously. But they don't have a cap, no. They, like, I'm. It's a bold one to put forward because... It, it it could just be maximum carnage in name only and you're not going to have this big team up but then like was it Sony sold it as this will be our end game yeah that's what they've stated yes wow okay so they need to make up some characters real quick I mean who else could actually possibly appear because you have you have Morbius and you have Venom on one side. You can't have yeah. Spider-Man. He's part of his Tom Holland in a completely separate universe. Yeah, and you could conceivably have Vulture. Can you have Vulture? He showed up in the Morbius trailer. Oh, he did. He did. Um, but are they going to do a one division thing where he's not Vulture? But he no, is Vulture. I can't take two of those. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, you could have... Vulture in it, but it seems like once again the idea is good. But they, do they have the bodies to pull this off? I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a project that they they didn't mean to announce. Like this, surely should have had. You should have more than one film out when you announce this. Mm. Like they just have Venom at the minute. Man of Steel. Yes, no, you definitely should have more than one announce before you start launching the team setups. That's that's very true, actually. That's very <laughs> true. Unless, right, you do some kind of multiverse of madness scenario. Oh, right, let's just, yeah, okay. Hear me out, Connor. Okay, I'm in the, stu- I'm in the set, right? I yeah. work for Sony, and I love money. Sean, yeah. sell, me on ma- uh, sell me what we're going to do. Okay, so look, we need... To do maximum carnage. It's the only thing that will save this company. So <laughs> the only thing. What I propose. We do a multiversal scenario. Hear me out. We'll put it in the after credits of Spider-Verse 2. It'll make okay. sense. Because they own that. right? But that's animated. People won't know that that's related to us. Oh no. They just need to show a wormhole opening up. That's it. Okay. We use a property we already own. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Because what we need, Connor, is a bunch of convenient, easy-to-explain origins for villains. And what? And you're thinking, are we thinking the same thing? I think we're thinking Lex the same Corp. thing. <laughs> just, we have some kind of hacking scene in a computer. I've made yeah. a load of logos, ready to go. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. already done. They're already done. We 
open up the vaults and there's just a bunch of backpacks that give people superpowers. Fuck, like a green goblin backpack and maybe green like... Green goblin, I'm thinking rhino. Oh shit, yeah. And I'm are think- we bringing Garfield back? Oh, Gar- oh Garf is back. The cat He's- and the man. The cat and the man. He hates Mondays. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's just Andrew. That's And he doesn't work on Mondays. It's really difficult for filming. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's the only way. Like, you need to do some level of bullshit like that to just have, oh, here's six villains that we can just add into the Venomverse. Could they necessarily use the Amazing Spider-Man 2? Like, it's not inconceivable. I don't know if they could do Peter Parker. But no. like you have in the main Spider-Man 2, Gwen Stacy did die. They did do Death of Gwen Stacy. So you could have it that someone cloned Peter Parker. Instead of teaming up with Peter Parker, they team up with either Ben Riley or Kane Parker, who Jesus are the clones. Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you cannot tell me that's any more ludicrous than anything no, else Sony will come up with. But the fact with. that we're trying to figure this out implies to me that they're like, Sure, fuck it, it'll be grand. There's no yeah. way they're putting this much thought into this. I know, but it totally works. Because we said last week, Venom and the Amazing Spider-Man universe, they kind of fit together. They do. So, you like, and if you need, if you need, like, if you want carrying in there, just have him be the mad fucking cloning lad. We're away with it. I think yeah. this is perfect. This is a million, bi- three billion dollars. Endgame, we're coming for you. Oh, top movie of all time. <laughs> um, I would say, like now and in the future, is going to be maximum carnage. James Cameron shaking in his fucking boots. No, that this is coming down the line. <laughs> but like, presumably in Venom, let there be carnage. Venom's going to beat carnage. Yes. Uh, so now, maximum carnage. He's going to need to be even more carnage. Yeah, but he's going to have a team behind him at that stage. And Venom only has Morbius, so he's working with Jared. Oh, that's a hindrance right there. Yeah. Okay, okay. God, I'm excited now to see... I'm finally excited about a Sony project, now that we've solved all the problems of it. (laughs) So, Sean, I think that's actually it for this week's Movie Mondays. It's quite a week. A lot of rumours, but a lot of good discussion, I think. Just discussion, just chats. Just chats with the lads. Yes. Um, will I take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday then with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. Massive shout-outs go out to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth. LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Hemsworth.com, Click Rate, Click Luke, Refresh Repeat, Never Give Up, Hickok Didn't, Bernie, Ray, my father, <laughs> my father is a women's rights activist, not my mum, dad wouldn't allow that, King. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Excellent Flight of the Concords <laughs> reference. Uh, Roisin, Shrodoisin, Halley, uh, Ryan Satron, Paint, Evanson, Sean Bone, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna Maureen has a fry on Helm Roos. Lil Dicky, who, what, who, uh, who, what, where, when, and why are the Eternals McGrew? And, I agree. And Danny McLaughlin. Thanks, everyone, very much for the continued support. Really do appreciate it. Um, 
If you didn't catch it, we did put up our review of X-Men Origins Wolverine. That went up on Patreon recently. There should be a new one coming out in the next few weeks as well. So if you have any ideas for movies you'd like us to add to the hat, let us know. Put uh, Email them or put them on Patreon. We'll throw them in. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a good one this month. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But look, no. <laughs> other ways to support the show, you can follow us on all the socials. They're all down there. We do have a sh- uh, Spreadshirt store if you want to get any Here's for Hire merch. But the most important thing, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.